dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. Today we have our guest series, and we are joined by none other than Cameron Crump. It's been a little while, but uh, the Vol fan that comes on the show. Cameron, how you been, man? Man, I am doing great. Obviously, as a Vols fan, uh, for any of the listeners out there, you got to obviously uh, know that I'm doing as good as I ever have and, uh, you know, the past 15, 20 years. So uh, I'm excited to be on the podcast again. I wasn't able to get on it last year, but uh, definitely excited to be on it again. I appreciate y'all having me. Hey, bro. It's good to have you back. I know you're excited. What, what's the chatter like in, in Vol Nation land? Like, what what are what are your peeps talking about? Like, I, I know you said you're, you know, it's been a long time coming, but just like, what's the what's the temperature of the room over there in in uh, GBO territory? I think honestly, and uh, I mean, a lot of Georgia fans, Tennessee fans, can attest to this. To where Tennessee has, as a fan base, we've historically been super tough on. Uh, on our on our teams, uh, on our coaching staffs, uh, and things like that. To where this year we really feel like we've got somebody at the helm who who really is guiding this program where it needs to go. To where we're we're able to, I don't want to say relax per se, but we're not as cutthroat as we've been uh, in the past with with how Heupel's got things going. To where. Um, I mean, we've we've seen it last year as far as how, how our success on offense, uh, especially started last year with Heupel being in Absolutely. his year. Um, and, you know, going into this year, we had a lot of a lot of high hopes for it. And I mean, we've we've they've obviously shown out uh, this year with our offense being one of the top in the country to where I just feel like as fans, we, we, we just we're in a comfort we're, we're in a not comfortable but just in a in a good space right now that we're, we're we haven't had for a long time to where we just feel very confident but not in a egotistical way just more in a you know confident way of that we feel like we're being guided by the right coaching staff this year and we've got a good plan and we know going in every single game that no matter if we get down or we get up, we're going to continue to uh, to drive the ball downfield and do everything we can to to finish the game out on top. Yeah, and and I, you know, working up here in Chattanooga and kind of hearing the chatter, I think it's very much the same. And I think what the volunteers are are most excited about is how quickly Josh Heupel has turned this program around. Absolutely. Coming from coming from Butch Jones and coming from uh, Jeremy Pruitt and that that a uh, dumpster fire. It was a disaster. He really. I thought he really put the program back a couple of years and here we are already. And we'll talk about the rankings since they just released. Tennessee is now in a very short time, even for a college football program, the number one team in college football. And um, right. I know a lot of conversation has been at, like for Tennessee fans, like, do you feel like it's deserved and other fans are trying to decide if they feel like deserved. But I think right now today, to be honest with you, if you, if you want to be real, the resume is, one of, if not the best so far in college football as of today. There's a lot of football left, but I think Tennessee deserves to be where they're at. Uh, agreed. And, you know, uh, you know, to go back on the, the, the coaches that she uh, had brought up there, I mean, it just – yeah, I mean, we, we just went through a, a so such short stance with 
with certain coaches to where it just seemed like everything was going well and things were going to pan out and then you know sanctions and, and things coming out and it was mm-hmm. just like man we're this isn't traditional Tennessee program football we, we got to get back to doing it right and and getting back to in the trenches and, and working on you know uh, uh winning up front and you know on Heupel's point uh, on Heupel's side too you got to think he lost 30 transfers yeah. during yeah. the poor uh the transfer port 30 transfers and so the other thing too that I, that I've heard a lot of fans and Heupel and and some coaching staff people and players say that Whenever they started with Heupel, whoever was sitting next to whoever in that locker room, they knew that they wanted to be there. Absolutely. Because if they didn't, they would have went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So those guys that wanted to stay stayed because they believed in in moving forward and trying to progress uh, to having a better program at Tennessee. And uh, again, obviously things are starting to work work that way. But you know, it's only eight games in. Uh, you know, the the whole nation still has a has a lot to do and a lot to prove in order to make it to the playoff. Heard that. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's got a lot riding on this game. Obviously, so does Georgia. I mean, a lot of people say that it's a must win for us. And either way, a lot of people are calling it a playoff game. And me and Cheeto kind of talked about it earlier. Absolutely. It's it's If it is a playoff game, it's not a neutral site. <laughs> and no, no. We're – you know, Kirby's already issued the challenge. If you uh, have a voice on Sunday, you're not. You, you weren't know, working hard enough. You weren't loud no. enough on yeah. Saturday. So, how, what what do you think? How how you know Tennessee's got some veterans. You know, Hendon Hooker has you know been very composed from what I've seen. I've you know only watched so much, but it, that's just the kind of thing that I've really picked up on is his composure level. So. How big of a factor is home field advantage for Georgia, Tennessee this weekend? And do you think it becomes an issue or do you kind of feel confident with, you know, Tennessee? They obviously played at LSU. So where are you at with that? Well, yeah. And I mean, look, as a Tennessee fan, I don't I don't know who. Uh, you know, I know I know that uh, Cheeto has been there. I'm, I'm not sure that you've been there, Keegan. But when you go to Knoxville. You you know you know exactly what home field advantage is about. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, I, I was just there last week for the Kentucky game, and it, it the atmosphere there is just absolutely absolutely insane. I mean, it's deafening. I mean, especially when you've got a team like we've had uh, this year so far. It's uh, it's it's loud. They're into it every single play. To where I only anticipate that this is exactly how. Uh, Athens and Sanford Stadium is going to be as well for for Georgia and you know so yeah I mean it's definitely going to be a a competitive advantage but I will say that the one thing that I think is going to help us through that is the number one thing that makes our offense so good is that we're quick from play to play Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because when you're quick from play to play it allows yourself to settle in even though it does give Georgia more time to be able to see what, you know, what play calls, what audibles we're running. But we get there, we do some hard snaps, try to get Georgia off sides. If it doesn't happen, we still got 25 seconds left, folks, to call a play. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the, the crowd is still going to get into it. But when you have an offense that runs from play to play as quick as Tennessee does, it, it can kind of pull that away a little bit because it gives us enough time to – 
I mean, we don't need to be slowed down. That's why we're so good. We need to continue to run plays quick, you know, quick, quick, uh, and quick as we can. But I also think in order for those long, you know, like those third down plays and stuff like that, when it's going to get even louder, we're still going to get to the line of scrimmage quick. And that time is still going to be very crucial for us to be able to call the right play. Um, and then on the other side, the side that nobody talks about with Tennessee, with their defense, mm-hmm. uh, look, I mean, we had the best defensive game that, uh, that we've had all year last week. Yeah, Kentucky. Uh, shutting down Kentucky and shutting mm-hmm. down Le- uh, Levis to 98 uh, yards on 16 uh, completions, thir- three interceptions, um, to where the defense all year, especially in our tough games, other than going to Pitt and going to LSU, all of our other tough games have been at home. Absolutely. And they're having to play through that loud crowd, right? To where when you're at Georgia, obviously as a, as a home field advantage, the home team's offense is not going to get yelled at. You know, during right. the game, the, the right. crowd is going to be uh, they're going to be quiet, you know, to where that will help us out on defense to be able to make sure we have the right formations and schemes in place to be able to do what we can to disrupt Georgia's offense. So by no means am I sitting here saying that, oh, nope, this is going to actually be perfect for us. Mm-hmm. But I think that we have certain tendencies on our defense and obviously on our offense to where we can maybe utilize what we do to take the crowd out of it by having extra time to do what we need to do to call the right plays. And I don't think people really understand, like when you run with that speed, how, how hard it is for a, for a defense just to get ready, but B for Georgia, we substitute a lot. So it's going to be difficult for us to substitute the way we want to. And then honestly, if it's first down, first down, first down, it's hard for the crowd to get riled up if you're not seeing a lot of third downs, but, um, you know, with with that being said, I, I, I also want to speak to your point about the storylines and the talking heads are always going to talk about Tennessee offense, Georgia defense. And I think most people mm-hmm. understand what that is. But people act as if Georgia hasn't been on a different level on offense as well. And Tennessee Correct. has been playing better. And honestly, what I saw from Tennessee's defense against that Kentucky game. I was, I was very impressed. And the conversations that are going on right now is, oh, this team relates a lot to the 2019 LSU team. Right. And think about that recipe, super explosive offense. And the defense did just enough to get it done. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's scary. If you think about that, because Tennessee could get there. Now I think the Tennessee margin is going to be huge come Saturday, but if, if they start looking like Joe Burrow and company back then, it's going to be difficult for anybody, regardless of where they play. So um, I know that's going to be the storyline that I'm looking forward to, but question, uh, question for you again, Cameron, before we shift over to Keegan's next, um, there is also a lot of talk about this Alabama, UGA, and UT potentially all getting into the the playoff right now. There's right, a lot yeah. of things have to happen. It's out of a lot of people's control, but you know, one loss, you know, in this scenario, whoever doesn't go to the SEC championship game from the East could benefit from not having a, another potential loss. So, do you right, think that's yeah. something that is realistic or just for the talking heads right now? I I mean. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that it is realistic, <laughs> right. but I, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I'm, 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 because of what happened last night. Look, I was excited to to become uh, as a Tennessee fan to get that number one uh, number put beside our name. And the reason why that's important is because if we lose this game, you know, if we lose this Absolutely. game, Good the point. slots that we drop 
is not as big as if Georgia loses this game. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Really, for that, my opinion for that type of scenario, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee to all be in it, Georgia's got to win this football. And then Alabama goes in and beats beats Georgia uh, mm-hmm. if, if they do end up playing in the SEC championship mm-hmm. against them and they don't lose the LSU. Um, they, they go in as a one loss and they beat, they beat Georgia. Then we've got three, one loss SEC teams. And then, then we just got to see what shakes up with Ohio. The other conferences. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Michigan, they're going to kill each other and Clemson. And so to me, that's really about the, again, I'm not trying to say, I I don't know what's going to happen. No one does. If Georgia loses, if Georgia loses this game, I, I feel like it's a, it's, it, it's a much more crucial loss for Georgia it is. than it is if Tennessee loses this game. Now, of course, you got to throw in the score uh, in there as well. You Absolutely. know, either team goes in there and gets blown out or it's just completely lopsided Bad look. somehow. That's not going to look for e- good for either program at all. But in, to, to answer your question, for that to happen, um, as far as just looking through this weekend, the only way for that to happen is if 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 Tennessee loses, and in uh, Alabama uh, obviously takes care of LSU. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I like that. I like that a lot. You kind of mentioned the hurry up offense and just the fast nature of Tennessee's O and how powerful that is and potent that has been this season. Now, that's kind of something I've heard, and that's something I kind of expect. So I like talking to fans and just, you know, the opposing team getting the perspective of who the media maybe isn't talking about. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. who's maybe, like, one of the better players that, you know, the media should be talking about that they're not? Well, I mean, especially on the uh, defensive side of the ball, because we don't get – nobody talks about <laughs> no, uh, uh, None at all. <laughs> zero it's, it's all offense and rightfully so rightfully wrong, so but yeah, rightfully um so. you know the 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 guys uh, the guy that i really look at is uh kamal hayden uh our our junior uh db he's he's actually uh gonna be back uh this week he was back last week i think a little a little bit on a uh limited kind of pitch count just kind of like said uh, cedric was uh last week as well uh he's just disruptive and we obviously need a secondary help this game and that's what struggled because we're we're in the top 10 as far as rushing defense goes this year but we're 81st in total defense and that's because our secondary secondary. we're giving up almost 300 yards a game in the in the passing game to where when specifically to this particular game you got to look at kamal number five because he's he's coming back this is the healthiest our defense has been all year according to hypel um, and when you've got somebody like that, he's a junior coming in, he's got some experience under his belt. He, he's somebody to watch because again, that's where the different, we're, we're going to show up in the trenches. So is Georgia and both teams have good run, uh, run offenses. Both, both teams have good run defenses, but really to me, what I'm going to be watching to your, to your point, Cheeto, as far as, you know, uh, the, uh, Tennessee offense versus the Georgia defense, Mine is going to be how we can hold up on the perimeter uh, against Georgia, uh, and obviously, you know, we got to get to uh, get to Stetson and, and and disrupt him as much as possible. Um, to where if we don't, and we still don't have uh, what we need to have on the perimeter, uh, then I can see 40, 30, 
uh, maybe even 50-yard passes happen happen in this game with the right play calls happening. So watch out for uh, Kamal Hayden, number five uh, defensive back. I, I think he's somebody that's going to show out because he's been missing out on some games and he's hungry. And uh, he wants to go out there and prove himself and, and show uh, Tennessee's secondary is not what everybody's talking about. Uh, I love that point. And I, I think you are uh, right on the money with that. Um, again, how the talking heads are going to focus on this part. And then a lot of us fans that really have invested in these teams, we know what can make or break these teams. Uh, another thing that I want to look out for is quietly Tennessee is top. I want to say it's top 15 uh, ish or 20 ish and turnover margin on the year with uh, their plus eight in that category, while Georgia is dead even on the turnover margin. Going back to the Florida game, which is a common opponent of both of us, you guys beat Florida at home 38 to 35, where we played them in a right. neutral site 42 to 20. But Florida right. got right back in the game because we turned the ball over twice in the third quarter and three times over on that game. <laughs> this is going to be one of those games. If you give an offense like Tennessee's extra possessions, everything else goes out of the window. That is yep. too many points to give up. The defense can be spectacular, and it could be another 10 points that we give up, and that's a loss. So I'm looking, again, like you're saying, the secondary of uh, Tennessee and Georgia and the turnover margin. I hope Stetson can play a little bit like Anthony Richardson with his legs and make it hard on the defense, but we got to protect the ball. That's what I'm looking for. And, and Yeah, and if I, and if I can kind of add to that, just that. The, please do, please you know, do. Fan, fans like to go back on, well, you know, we beat Florida. Like <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. No, y'all only beat Florida by this. The <laughs> way I have perceived Tennessee's season is we've been getting better week in, week out to where Absolutely. we played Florida towards the front end of the season. Now, it was at Florida, of course. You know, I played a neutral site, which that's been going on for years. There's no, no really any competitive advantage on that side of things. But to me, if we were to play Florida again, it, it wouldn't turn out that way. Oh, that, that, that would not be, the, that would not be the same score yeah. whatsoever. That's my personal opinion to where I just don't think that it wouldn't be that tight of a game. I don't think they would score over, over 30 points and, and it would be a totally different deal. And again, that's just because Tennessee has just progressively gotten better all year long. And I think obviously that the committee saw that too. And uh, that's why we're, we're sitting number one. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. And to be honest, um, with the Tennessee fans I've talked to, I'm, I'm really happy for the success that you guys are having, but at the same time, it's an SEC East battle. And, you know, whether we have to go through y'all or you have to go through us, I'll tell you one thing, whoever wins this game honestly should be wearing the crown as far as right now. A lot of things I have to shake out, more. but whoever wins, mm -hmm. um, you know, the best to them going forward. And it helps having a few friend, friends that are Vols fans. That's so, uh, right. So Keegan, if That's you have right. anything else to ask, I want to get, your score prediction cameron we've done ours i went i went 42 to 27 i think our defense hangs in there and i think our offense really has a field day with brock bowers and darnell washington and company maybe ad mitchell comes back uh keegan what was your score i can't recall 38 31 was my score but you know i think georgia is a more well-rounded team and i think they're deeper and i think that you know going to take a hell of a day from Tennessee's offense and some pretty big plays from the defense to offset a super well-rounded team like I don't know if there's maybe as well a rounded team in football other than I don't know Ohio State seems to be kind of bloated like it's hard to say so it with that said you know good luck and I think it's going to be a great matchup and Absolutely. I'm 
super excited for it. So thanks for uh, coming on, bro. It's good to see you. And yeah, absolutely, man. I, I appreciate y'all having me on too. And it's, I mean, as far as my, I talked to Cheeto about this last week about score uh, predictions. I'm not real high on those, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just simply because it, 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 I don't know, I'm a superstitious type of guy, but I'm going to go ahead and do one just for the, for the podcast reason. And I'll say that I, I, I agree a little bit more obviously it's a closer game um on keegan's side i think this is a you get into the 30s type of game um for me um now of course that that that's kind of hard for me to even say because tennessee's i mean we put up 30 40 points 50 points and and 49 points per game buddy yeah Yeah, i mean we're, we're 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 smoking it out there as far as points go but I just feel like how much is on this game, how much I feel like the trenches are really going to play a huge part in this game as far as the battle up front to where I, I just don't see it becoming an Alabama type and Tennessee type okay. of game where okay. it's just score after score after score um, to where I, I a score prediction. I'm, I'm going to throw in a 31, 27, um, 31, 27, obviously on the side of, of my Vols. Obviously. Um, yeah, and uh, I think uh, again, I, I I think it's I think it's going to be a different game that both teams ha- have yet to play uh, because Tennessee hasn't really had anybody to 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 stop them all year like Georgia's going to be able to do, and uh, Georgia hasn't had to be able to keep up points wise. Yeah, with like somebody that. like Tennessee all year to where I, I again I just don't think it's going to be a back and forth score score score. There's going to be a lot of uh, tough decisions needing to be made on uh, third down, maybe even some fourth down scenarios too. Uh, but, guys, man, I am so pumped about this game. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a joy to come on here. I appreciate what you guys are doing too. I've talked to Cheeto about this a couple of times. I love what you guys are doing, Keegan as well. I mean, it's just cool to hear you all. I-, I listen to it every week pretty much. Um, we appreciate and, that. Uh, it's, uh, it- it's awesome to – to know two guys that are doing something cool like this and y'all keep doing what you're doing, man. And, uh, I mean, I guess the last thing I got to say is, uh, let's go Rocky top. <laughs> well, listen, somebody's going to be singing Rocky top after the game. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I appreciate oh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I-, I know Keegan does as well. And I think the rest of college football is excited about this as, as much as these two fan bases are like, this is going to be no doubt an instant classic, or that's what I'm hoping for. Like, I really think these are yeah. two of the best teams in the country and that they're going to play to their strengths and they're going to both be successful during different quarters and crunch time and all these things. And ah, dude, I'm just, I am so pumped. So pumped. We, we so don't, pumped, we, we don't really overlook the Florida Georgia game or Georgia, excuse me, Georgia, Florida. Right. Game. We never yeah, overlooked yeah. that game, but it's an afterthought. It's an absolute afterthought looking forward to this game. And I could not be. Wondering. That's right. And, it, and it's almost here. Uh, it, it's 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 crazy. But yeah, if you're not watching this as a college football fan, then you're not a college football. You don't fan, really. So. Yeah, don't don't kid yourself. Yeah, exactly. So man, again, guys, appreciate y'all. Good luck to you this weekend. You too, but uh, hopefully, I get to call one of you singing Rocky Top on Saturday. There you go, Cameron. I appreciate you taking the time. Keegan, always appreciate you hanging out with me, man. And Dog Nation, get ready because this one's gonna be one for the books. And as always, guys, you know what it is. Off the leash. Do it for the dogs. 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 Do it for the dogs.
dogs. Who we do it for? Dogs. Who we do it for? Do it for the dogs.